everyone, and welcome to episode 26 of the Hydrogen Nowcast, recorded on May 12, 2021. This is a podcast devoted to encouraging the deployment of fuel cell EVs, hydrogen fueling, and hydrogen infrastructure throughout the world. The Hydrogen Nowcast is a production of the Colorado Hydrogen Network in Denver, Colorado. I'm your host, Brian DeBruin, the Director of Operations for the Colorado Hydrogen Network. The podcast today is a little bit unusual. We're going to hitch a ride on the Wayback Machine and jump forward in time to the year 2024 to eavesdrop on a conversation between a car salesman and Albert Einstein as he shops for an electric vehicle. So suspend your disbelief, and here we go. Hello, sir, and welcome to EV Motors. Guten Morgen. You know, you, you don't look a lot like Albert Einstein. I bet you get that a lot. I am Albert Einstein. Uh, but I thought you were dead. Well, you know, they've been keeping my brain in a jar all these years, and they finally found a way to bring me back. Oh, isn't modern technology amazing? You betcha. Speaking of modern technology, I've been hearing a lot about these electric vehicles. I need a car. What do you got? Oh, well, uh, what do you want? Battery or, or fuel cell? Well, you tell me, schmarty pants. You're the salesman. Well, to work that out, let, let's conduct a little thought experiment. Hey, you copycat. That was my idea. And pure genius, I must say. Well, that's what they say. Okay, so first, we need to know, how do you use your car? Well, you know, I live in Colorado now, since it's a lot like Switzerland. And I love to ski, you know, moguls. Yeah, I know about moguls. And I'd love to go to California to the beach. In fact, Philip Glass wrote an opera for me called Einstein on the Beach. Maybe you've heard it. Uh, not really in the opera. I like heavy metal, though. Oh, you mean like platinum? Uh, never mind. Well, like most people, I wanted EVs that works just like my old gas guzzler, Otto. Otto? Yeah. That was the name of my old Mercedes. You you named your car? Sure. Doesn't everybody? I, I couldn't say. <laughs> so, so, so it sounds to me like you, you drive in cold weather since you like to ski. Yeah. Does that matter? Yeah, it, it does, actually. Because the range of a, a battery EV drops by 30 to 50%, depending on the car. Well, I know the battery output drops mid the cold, but that seems like a lot. Yeah, well, the other thing that decreases the range is that battery power is used to run the heater. Holy mackerel, good point. The battery car can't take advantage of the exothermic inefficiency of the Carnot cycle for the internal combustion engine. Exactly, if you're talking about waste engine heat. Precisely. You know, you're not as dumb as you look. Nobody could be that dumb. Um, <clears throat> uh, and the other thing you have to take into account... Uh, for is long trips. With a battery vehicle, you're going to have to stop about every 200 miles or so to charge. Maybe even more often if the weather is um, cold or hot. Hey, wait a minute. I thought this car was supposed to go 300 miles on a charge. Well, that's with the heater and the air conditioner turned off. Plus, it's bad for the battery to run it down to zero charge. Well, how long will it take to charge on one of these super-duper fast chargers. About 30 minutes will give you another 200 miles of range. 
Hmm, let me see. The car uses a third of a kilowatt hour per mile times 200 miles, accounting for the Bernoulli effect. Excuse me, uh, is that a slide rule? Yeah, you've never seen one of these? Only in a museum. <laughs> Why don't you use your smartphone? What? I don't know what you're talking about. So, where was I? Oh, yeah. So I came up with 64 kilowatt hours. Boy, that's a lot of juice. So I don't know if I want to stop that off and wait to charge. I'm a busy guy, you know. What about a fuel cell EV? Uh, a fuel cell EV works just like your old Mercedes, auto. Oh, yeah, yeah, auto. Well, you put hydrogen in it and drive. Oh, that's it? That's it. I mean, I mean uh, that's it. So how long does it take to refuel? Just a few minutes, like, like gas or diesel. Does this fuel cell EV lose range in the cold weather? Nope. Does it start right up when it's cold? You bet. Uh, even at 23 below zero Fahrenheit. Ach, you Americans. What's that in Celsius? Uh, sorry, let me think. Uh, where's my slide rule? Uh, 30 Celsius. So, the fuel cell EV really does work just like my gas guzzler auto. Are there drawbacks? Well, even here in 2024... There aren't a lot of hydrogen stations yet, but they're building more all the time. So what about the operating costs of running these little beauties? Well, the battery EV will cost you about three to five cents per mile. And the fuel cell EV is the same cost per mile as gasoline, around 11 cents a mile here in Colorado. Well, I just thought of something. You know, my great-grandnephew lives with me now, and he's in college. Nice kid, but sharp as a bowling ball. Anyway, he's always borrowing my car. Maybe I should buy Junior a car just to run the class. You know, I still got some money left over from my Nobel Prize. It's been in a numbered Swiss bank account for a hundred years. Boy, mid compound interest, it, it's worth a lot. Hmm, and that number, uh, excuse me. Uh, uh, do you want the fuel cell or the battery for him? Well, he never drives out of town, so the battery EV would be fine, as long as the bonehead can remember to charge it. Now, what about the lifetime of fuel cells and batteries? A good question, because the fuel cell will last the life of the vehicle, but the battery only about half as long. Oh boy. What's it going to cost for me to replace the battery? Only about 10 grand. Ach, so lieber. That's a lot of bucks. Well, do you still want the battery EV for Junior? Yeah, we'll probably sell it before the battery dies anyway. So it's settled. You'd like to buy both a battery EV and a fuel cell EV. Yep, that's it. Can you take Swiss francs? Uh, no. Uh, sorry. Okay, okay. I'll get my banker to make the exchange and we'll bring the money over. Uh, what color? Oh, yellow, of course. You know, that's my favorite color. Well, thank you for your purchases. I hope you enjoy both your new EVs. Well... I gotta go. I still gotta figure out this spooky action at a distance thing. Uh, you mean quantum entanglement? You betcha. And it still gives me the villies. Auf Wiedersehen. Bye-bye. Nice to have met you. All right. Well, this is Brian. I'm back. And I'd like to introduce... A very dear friend of mine whose voice you've been hearing, which is Monty Reed coming to us from Stockholm, Sweden. Monty, welcome to the show. Yeah. 
<laughs> Thank you so much, Brian. Nice to be with you guys. Well, you ought to, uh, you ought to tell our listeners how we know each other. <laughs> uh, it will hurt. I'm just kidding. Uh, we have known each other for, let me check my watch. It's um, mm, probably about 50 years. <laughs> That's right. Serious, seriously. Uh, no, we, uh, we met in high school and uh, then uh, we're roommates in college for a while and uh, have stayed in touch over the years. And uh, it's funny because whenever we connect again, it's just like I feel like we've been there the whole time and it's it's not strange at all even if you haven't seen each other in decades but thanks to the internet and facebook and all these things you have reconnected and come back into my life thanks brian well you bet and i i thought it was a lot of fun when uh my wife and you and your wife got together when we were in uh in stockholm a couple of years ago so yeah. um i i'd be curious Marty, to hear your thoughts, if any, on what you're seeing with fuel cells in Sweden. And uh, I know there's at least one fuel station that I know of, and we, we didn't research that before this show. But um, <laughs> you know what 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 are what are some of, what are some of the things you've observed at least? You know, like it, like everywhere else, you know, fuel cells are are still in their infancy, even here in Sweden. And Sweden's pretty out there on the edge, usually when it comes to modern technology. This is the home of Bluetooth. We invented it right here, actually about six minutes from where I live, just a hop, skip, and a galundish, as you used to say, over the freeway. Yeah. Uh, that's uh, You have Silicon Valley, where well, we have internet or Wi-Fi Valley here, and uh, it's called Schista, just an out uh, suburb of, Solent, of uh, Stockholm. But it's still in, fuel cells are still in their infancy, as, as are EVs. The uh, the thing is, is that it has to be the future. And, and I think that a lot of people are moving that way. We've seen a lot more subsidies from the government, I mean, to energy-efficient vehicles and energy-efficient heating in houses and all sorts of things. So a lot of people are putting uh, photovoltaic cells on their, on their rooftops, and they are turning to more fuel-efficient vehicles as well. Well, I know there's a town, um, it's a bit west of you, called Marystadt, if I've got that right. That, yeah. that does have oh. a, a solar-powered fuel station. We're going to have to We're gonna have to work on your Swedish. It's Marystad. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you. But that's okay. We still love you. Uh, yeah, Marystad is, they have a uh, fuel cell station. It's right behind the Burger King in a field. And I, I was down there a few years ago visiting one of my daughters who lived there. And pulled up to the Burger King to get a Whopper. And look, what is that behind the thing in this field? And went up closer, and it, it's like crazy. You go up there, you put your credit card in, and you can fill up your fuel cell car. And they have an array of photovoltaic cells right next to this. I mean, it's about the size of a, you know, one of these shipping containers. And not a big shipping container, a small shipping container. Uh, that's what the the whole station is. Not any bigger than that, and it's yes. and and right behind it, they've got this array of photovoltaic cells in the field, and they take that electricity and water that they get from a well that is on site, and they use the water from the well and the electricity from the photovoltaic cells, and they make hydrogen, and you come in there and you fuel up. 
So it's a self-contained, sustainable service station. Well, it's not really a service station. They don't wipe your, they don't do your windows anymore. So, <laughs> but anyway, it's pretty cool, and it's right behind the Burger King. Well, that's that's pretty exciting. I I'll have to uh, see if I can get them on the podcast sometime to talk about that. I think were you telling me that they were the first place in the world that's kind of like that? Yeah, they are touting that as the world's first solar-powered hydrogen fuel station. So, good for them. Crazy. Crazy. And they seem to have a lot of traffic there, too, by the way. The thing is, you're not going to look at a lot of traffic because there are not a lot of fuel cell cars. But for those who are here, it's amazing. And and think what would happen if places like that, that stations, fuel cell stations like that, could be placed out strategically, you know, throughout the country and along motorways and things like that. And they're self they're self sustaining. They don't cost much of anything at all. It's just a win win situation for everybody. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hopefully we'll see more of those. Uh, how big was the solar array? Would you say is it the size of a football field or? Gee, um, let me think real quick here. I would say there were maybe twenty panels, twenty wow. solar panels. Wow. And not big ones. I mean, the kinds that are like, like about, you know, five feet long and, and two feet wide or three feet wide. Not yeah. big ones. Yeah. Exciting. Well, um, if listeners want to look for that, uh, Marie Stad is, and I still am not pronouncing it right. I know it's M-A-R-I-E-S-T-A-D. Yeah. Marie Stad, Sweden. And, or if uh, I say well, it in Swedish, it'd be Marie Stad, Sveria. <laughs> Sorry. All right, Monty. Well, um, I, I don't know. Maybe we should wrap it up at this point, unless you've got any other thoughts. I miss Albert Einstein. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a parting joke, okay? Long time ago, when Albert Einstein was just getting started being his genius self, he was out on a tour, and um, he was going throughout America, and he was giving lectures. And he had this chauffeur, and the chauffeur one time said, you know what, you have given your lecture, and it's the same lecture every night, and I have memorized that thing, and I'll bet you I could give that lecture if you ask me to. And Albert thought, that's a really good idea. I mean, not not too many people, you know, know what I really look like, and we could put a fake hat on you and a fake mustache, and we could see how you do. And so they did that, and everything went perfect. The guy, he recited the lecture perfectly and just, I mean, blew everybody's socks off. But they didn't think about the Q&A session at the end. And so it came time for questions, and one guy raised his hand, and he asked this really deep, involved, difficult question. And the chauffeur looked out at him and said, you know what? I can't believe you asked that. That's such an easy question. I'm going to let my chauffeur answer that. <laughs> that is one clever chauffeur. Yeah, absolutely. Anyway, good to good to be with you again, Brian. And uh, great to be with your listeners. And um, good luck with your hydrogen. Well, thank you, Monty. We'll definitely have to do this again. It was great being here. So, All right. Well, thanks again, Monty. All right. <laughs> yeah. See you. Bye. Bye.